Hey, true crime friends, welcome to your sneak peek of this month's bonus episode. This month for, well, technically for the month of December, which was last month, we are covering the history of the lobotomy. So without any further ado, let's get into it. The lobotomy is known to be one of the most gruesome, quote unquote, miracle cures of the early days of psychological medicine. However, this miracle cure actually hurt and killed more people than it actually helped. So how and why did the lobotomy start? And why did it remain such a popular treatment in the psychological world? Well, to be fair, drilling holes into people's heads was not an uncommon practice throughout history. In fact, in most cultures, it was believed that by drilling a hole into someone's head, you could release evil spirits. The lobotomy and thus surgical manipulation of the brain was first practiced in the late 1880s by a Swiss physician named Gottlieb Burkhardt. Now, Burkhardt was a supervisor of an asylum where he had a lot of patients who were suffering from auditory hallucinations or hearing voices and schizophrenia, which at the time that was not the official name. He operated on six patients at first with the intention of not necessarily returning the patients to sanity, but putting them in a calm, docile state. One of these patients died several days following the operation and another committed suicide. However, it's not confirmed that this patient that committed suicide did so because of the surgery, but it is a coincidence worth noting. The other patients, however, emerged from the surgery as, quote, easier to manage, end quote. Now, I don't know about you, but it just seems like this was done to help orderlies manage patients. Now, if we know anything about psychiatric facilities or asylums back in the day, a lot of patients were abused almost all of the time. So it's really even hard to say when you think about it if a patient really had a very serious mental prognosis or they developed these more serious mental prognoses because of the abuse that they had to endure. And again, like I said, this really, when you hear that, you know, it really just sounds like he only cares, Gottlieb anyway, only cares about these pain, patients being able to be managed and not that their quality of life is actually okay, you know? Now, the inspiration for Burkhardt's procedure was by the work of a German psychologist named Friedrich Goltz. Now, he had performing brain ablations or surgical removal of tissues. He did experiments on dogs and other animals and, you know, kind of studied them and saw how these surgeries and removing parts of the brain would affect the animals. While I understand, you know, it's not ethical to test these types of things on a human, God, this Goltz guy is also a dick for testing on animals. I mean, why? For what? And I get it. You know, you can't do it on humans, but like, I don't know. I can't justify it. I just can't. I cannot justify testing something on animals. Anything on animals, really. It's just... 
But at the same time, I can kind of see where or why he would do it. Because, again, it's not ethical also to do it on a human. But he's still a dick. So, whatever. Now, it wouldn't be until years later that another brain scientist would put his own spin on Burkhardt's surgery. In 1935, American neuroscientists, Dr. Carl F. Jacobson and Dr. John Fulton, brought forward results of frontal lobe surgery slash removal in chimpanzees. Again, I hate the animal testing, but do I understand the time period and what their thought process was? Sure, but also fuck them. Now, for those of you who might not know... Your frontal lobe is located where you would expect in the front of your brain in the forehead area. It is hugely responsible for your personality, your behavior, learning, and voluntary movement. So you can imagine how removing parts of that area of the brain can impact a person or the animal who's had those parts removed. They presented a case in which one of the chimps would become angry or agitated when he or she made an incorrect choice when completing a memory task. After they performed the surgery, this anger and agitation was completely gone, and the chimp was actually sort of calm when making a mistake. However, another chimp in this experiment had the complete opposite reaction. Instead of being fairly calm when making a mistake, the chimp would actually become angry post-surgery. Now, around this time, the lobotomy would become what we know it today to be. Portuguese neurologist Dr. Antonio Igas Mones believed that people suffering from obsessive behavior were actually suffering from fixed circuits in the brain. Now, from my understanding and memory from my time in psychology classes, which I have to say, I was a little impressed with myself because when I was researching my initial, like what I thought, you know, it meant, to find out that I was correct, I was actually surprised (laughs) that I remembered that much. But anyway, essentially, this means that the synapses or the neural pathways, the paths that your brain sends messages via neurons basically they're sending too many signals thus creating the obsessive behavior which from my understanding that's kind of part of it but not all of it in that same year at a hospital in Lisbon Moniz or Moniz again you know how horrible I am with pronouncing names but we'll go with Moniz Moniz quote, decided to sever the connecting fibers of the neurons in activity. He was also proud of himself and wrote a monograph titled How I Came to Perform Frontal Leucotomy. And leucotomy is just, you know, a fancy word for the cutting of the nerve fibers in the brain. And, I mean, let's just take a second. (laughs) To discuss this title, I mean, could we get any more proud, any more boastful, for real? I mean, if you're going to title a book or a monograph, which is like a smaller book or whatever, 
I mean, obviously, it, it hits the nail on the head for, you know, lack of a better saying. But, I mean, again, could he be any more boastful about this shit? Now, Mona is operated on 40 patients by 1937. But, like most of these operations before, the results were mixed. Some were good, where patients were seen to have some improvement. Neutral, where, you know, some just stayed the same. And bad, you know, where some patients relapsed or were just not at all the same afterwards. The reason this procedure caught so much attention as it did was because there were very few other treatments to treat chronically agitated, delusional, self-destructive, or violent individuals. Now, his techniques would be adapted over the years, but the main goal remained the same. Surgeons would drill a pair of holes into the skull at either the side or the top of the head and push a sharp instrument known as a leukotome into the brain. The surgeon would then sweep this sharp instrument from side to side to cut the connections between the frontal lobes and the rest of the brain. Moniz reported drastic improvements for his first 20 patients. So much so that an American neurologist named Walter Friedman saw this success and became an evangelist for this procedure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey listeners, my name is Kayla and I'm the creator and host of a new podcast called Dark Tales from the Road. We cover true crime, spooky, creepy, and ghostly stories, and I want to take you state by state and country by country to bring you stories you may not have even heard of before, and also learn some history on the city and the state where it takes place. So join me on the road as we discover dark tales. New episodes are posted every Wednesday. I have an Instagram, Facebook, and a Patreon, all at Dark Tales from the Road. Thank you so much, and I hope everyone has a great day. Hey, True Crime and Ivory Tower Boiler Room listeners. Listen, the holidays are literally right around the corner, and I know that some of you are scrambling to find that gift for that person on your list who is just so difficult to buy for because they have everything, or you're sitting there in your home and you're realizing that there is this space in your house that just is begging to be decorated, but you don't know what to put there. Well, I'm here to tell you that Mandy Made It has the answers to all of your holiday needs. Mandy Made It makes the best handmade crochet and cricut items I have ever seen. And I mean, literally, she can make anything. The customization options are literally endless. So go to at Mandy Made It on Instagram and search Mandy Made It on Facebook. Slide into her DMs 
and order your customized holiday gifts and decorations today. That's at Mandy Made It on Instagram. And Mandy is spelled M-A-N-D-E-E. Once again, search Mandy Made It on Instagram and Facebook. Slide in her DMs and order your gifts or holiday decorations today. Hi, Ivory Tower Boiler Room audience. It is Andrew Rimby, the director of the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Welcome to our winter season. And are you trying to stay warm this season? Well, guess what? We have the Ivory Tower Boiler Room Cafe. It is our Patreon where there is so much bonus content. So I'll go over all that. But first, it's only $5, which is less than a latte, a cappuccino, a coffee, a tea, basically anything now because, you know, we have some inflation going on. So join us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash ivory tower boiler room. What do you get? You get Gregory Maguire giving us all the scoop on the Wicked Movie musical. You get Jesse Green giving us his hot takes on the Broadway musical. If you don't know who Jesse is, well, you should because he's the chief theater critic of the New York Times. You get all the JFK and Marilyn Monroe scoop from Elizabeth Winder, a Marilyn Monroe biographer. So much more. You get all our video interviews. You can see everything, including the bonus content. And Mary's going to tell you from True Crime and Academia what you get later. But if you're not following us on social media and seeing our video teasers, well, you need that to stay, you know, nice and energized on these winter days. So follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Ivory Tower Boiler Room. While it's still here, why don't you follow us on Twitter at Ivory Boiler Room? And here's my chief contributor, Mary. Hey, true crime friends and ivory tower boiler room friends. Like Andrew said, you're going to get access to all of this bonus content that includes true crime and academia. So not only will you have access to the bonus episode each month, you will also have video access to the interviews that I conduct on my podcast once a month. You get all of that extra content at your fingertips whenever you feel like watching it literally for a cup of coffee. So why don't you just buy us one? That'd be so nice. We would appreciate that because we love your support already, but we could use a little bit more if you don't. Oh, mind. yes, we could. And also, hey, do you all know you can actually DM us questions at our social media channels? Yes. Also, why don't you ask us questions with our social media posts? We love it. We even shout out questions on our episodes. And if you want, you can always email us at ivorytowerboilerroom at gmail.com to actually order our merchandise. So mm -hmm. we have hats, we have t-shirts, we have posters, we have everything. If you want any merchandise with the Ivory Tower Boiler Room logo, we're going to make it happen for you. Okay, on that note, happy winter season, everyone. Happy winter. <laughs>